Warning, this episode contains MCU spoilers and may contain leaks and rumours for upcoming projects, so please stop listening if you do not want to hear these. Welcome to the Daily Bugle Podcast. Hi, I'm Ollie. And I'm Seth. Seth will not be saying anything else this episode, as while it was originally supposed to be a character review of Shuri, it ended up being me talking about various things for about 22 minutes, so we decided to leave Shuri for a later episode. First up is the rev- is my review of Secret Invasion Episode 4. <laughs> Now for me to review Secret Asian, uh, Se- Secret Invasion Episode 4. So it starts with us seeing like a few quick scenes of Gaia essentially making herself into a super soldier. And it shows us that she basically gave herself... I mean super scroll. And it shows us that she gave herself extremis. And then yeah, we see her, her dead body where it was left come up. And basically she survived, which is what... I, and I think what a lot of other people expected, and I'm happy about it. But surprisingly, she's absent for most of the rest of the episode. Next, uh, we see Fury meeting with his wife in a like pub in France, or bar in France, in 2012, set just after Avengers, and she tells him a poem, which is basically about being loved and so what and stuff and that's very important later on and the title of the episode is in fact beloved which is the main kind of part of the poem and this episode follows the theme of having a flashback near the start of each episode which is important to the plot of the episode which of the episode it's in and and it's going like in chronological order I just think it's working really well, and it's a very good part of the show, in my opinion. We pick up in present day with Fury's wife meeting Vodi in the church, and because she, she was called last, at the end of the last episode, turns out Vodi's a scroll, and he wants her to shoot Fury, but then we've got no idea how long he's been a... It was a bit quite obvious he was a scroll, but we've got no idea how long he's been a scroll. Or anything. I'm going with. I think he's been scroll since, like, in the blip, because I think that's also where. I think that's when most of the important people in were replaced by scrolls. So, yes. And then, uh, to. Oh, and then basically we find out Nick Fury's been listening to it all along, which is just a very Nick Fury thing to do. And. It makes one of the later scenes very interesting. But next we cut to Talos and Gaia having a talk. She says, I feel like I belong with you. Well, along with lions, but basically she asks him what his plan is. He says, just like, get the pheasant on our side. And then she says, you're delusional and like walks off. Which is just... It's in... Basically... Spoiler alert, but you're listening to this, so you probably don't really care about that. Uh, Tellus dies at the end of the episode, and we don't see her again this episode. 
So that's seemingly the last time they ever saw each other. And it was her with her saying he's delusional and then walking off. Which just leads... Well, when she finds out he's dead, it will probably leave her feeling quite guilty and I'll be just... He'll probably push her. This this may sound a bit like stereotypical kind of, but I think it will push her to go on with his thing, or at least join up with Fury and stuff. Or it could turn her against Fury because Talos was working with him. But there's lots of different repercussions which could happen. And Secret Invasion is all about mysteries and stuff, which is I've said and stuff crap up, which is what makes it so fun. I did forget that between finding out between this church scene and the Talos guy scene, we just see Gravik and his main like scrolls just like kind of going to a plane and talking about an attack and making it look like it's the Russians who did it. Which is basically set up the final conflict. And out of the Talos guy thing, uh it's Nick Fury's wife at home, and when she hears somebody else is there, Nick Fury's wedding ring is still where it is when he isn't home. And she goes on the corner and sees Nick Fury there. So immediately you think that it's a scroll. They sit down at the table and have a chat, which includes them saying the poem. And she, well, but before that, she says, Well, your fingers swollen and stuff, referencing he didn't get the ring on. And then. He basically just came in through the back exit, and they sit down, yeah, and do the poem. And they say one of the lines together, and at that point, they immediately shoot at each other. But then after a bit of, like, panning around, which, to, to build up suspense, it shows us that either they both missed, or neither actually intended to shoot each other. And he gets up, uh, and I can't remember what he says, but... It's, I think she says, if I was, like, in my true form, would you really love me and would you still be with me? Nick Fury, or imposter Nick Fury, says, I guess we'll never find out and leave. Uh, I think that that was a scroll operative testing her. And then, because she would have known that it was a scroll. Basically, this is going to be saying a bit long and complicated, so skip forward maybe like 30 seconds or something. But uh, I think she knew that it was a scroll, and they knew that she knew. So if she had shot them, it would have shown that she was against, like, she was with Fury and against Gravik and stuff, so they would have then more came and killed her. But if she did nothing, it could have suggested, it would have suggested that she was still with Fury, but then because she, like, did the shot but then missed on purpose, I think she was doing that to show the scrolls that she was truly on their side, or these. But, yeah. But I think that she's going to be, like, work with Fury. I don't think she'll turn on him properly. Then she'll have to hide it. But, yeah, so I think that scroll was an imposter scroll. Another reason being the next scene is we immediately see Nick Fury in Jay Rhodey's apartment. The first thing we see of Rhodey is a, I think a female girl getting out of a shower and like getting a towel and stuff and then turning into Rhodey. So yeah, Rhodey is definitely a scroll. 
and as I said, I think it will just happen with a blip. Nick Fury likes it down the table and offers Modi some, I think it's, it's either beer or wine or some drink, I can't remember specifically. And he asks his poison, and then Nick Fury says, how about nanotech, and then they both laugh, and Fury drinks some, and Modi cautiously drinks some. Fury says, I think there's a high-level scroll in the government, which kind of puts Rudy a bit on guard, because... But, oh, it's no... Fury suggesting that he knows it's him, without saying that he knows it's him, kind of, so, yeah. And the fact that he's saying it suggests that he thinks it isn't him, if you get my meaning, which you might not, but basically, Rudy says he shows that he has footage of Fury killing Maria, when in fact it was... They both know that it was graphic. And another reason I think that Rhodey was only turned into a skull during the blip, like before Endgame, is because, definitely in this, he's been acting very un like But also would affect the other two times we've seen him since then, which is actually in Endgame, means it wouldn't have been Rhodey. And, or, which means the real Rhodey might not know, but Tony Stark has said. And also in Falkland Soldier, we saw him briefly. Turns out that might not have actually been him. But basically, Fury leaves the uh, suite where Rhodey's staying and meets up with Talos and Carr. And it turns out there was nanotech in the drink, kind of, and that they're using it to track Rhodey. Then basically, we see the present land in Britain, gets into an envoy of cars, goes along, the scrolls, including Gravit, come along in a helicopter. Shoot it, and it like gets flipped upside down. Scrolls come down and start firing at the U.S. soldiers and speaking in Russian to make them think it's for. I mean, at the American soldiers and, and then scrolls speaking Russian to make the Americans think Russians attacked them. Presents are knocked out and nearly gets killed a few various times. But basically, we see Gravik using group powers, which we did see briefly in the trail, but it's just basically. Each episode, it seems like they're revealing a new Super Scroll power, which is in the first episode. Well, first two episodes, nothing. Third episode, we saw Extremis. This one, we saw Extremis and Groot. So, and I think we'll show like Frost Beast and Color Obsidian in the next two ones. The Talos uh, tries to help Ritson get the President Ritson out of his car, and like the. And basically, he starts like break down the break to reinforce glass with his enhanced strength, and then he gets shot in the shoulder, and slowly, like spreading out from the wound, he slowly starts to transform back into a scroll, while still trying to break out the president. And then he eventually collapses in full scroll form, not dead yet, but exhausted, not being able to do anything else. And that's just after he breaks the glass. So Fury drags. Ritson back to his car, which he opens with a click of a button that has like a cool sleepy noise, which is just fun. And promising Talos he'll go back for him. Then an American soldier picks up Talos and like starts walking after him. Fury gets Ritson into the car, turns around, sees the soldier with Talos, raises a gun and says drop him. And the soldier does nothing and Fury says drop him again. And then after after a third drop, him the scroll oh the soldier turns into Talos and stabs Tal 
I mean, turns into gravic and stabs Tellos in the heart with a knife or dagger or, or, or with a weapon. And Fury shoots a gravic face with kind of half his parts of his face come off, but then it's not going at anything because it just comes back in the way which extremis works. Uh, Talos and his other uh, American reinforcements come in, tell a gravic and the other scrolls escape. Fury and Ritson on the car, and Talos is lying dead on the floor. And I think he is dead, because I don't think there's any way he could have got Extremis. It's episode 4, and in episode 1 where he did die, but I think a meaningful death is good. Vince also kind of sad because the last time he saw his daughter was her, saying he was delusional and walking off. Then his like relationship with Fury hadn't been the best recently. And it'll impact Fury because of that as well. And as far as we know, during that whole thing, Rhodey was just sitting in a car, doing nothing. Now, for quite a few various bits and pieces I want to say about rumours and castings and stuff. So first up, is that there's... These like, very extreme rumours, but there's rumours that there might be a Wong Academy show which would uh, be the first like project to feature Wong as main character, as he's been appearing quite a lot recently, and is basically one of the main characters of MCU now. And basically, it would involve him essentially running a school at Kamataj for young magicians, and it would probably vaguely be based off the Strange Academy comic book run. Next up, is that there's a few like deleted scenes and stuff have been revealed for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And I think the most interesting one is the High Evolutionary at the end of the movie being alive on the streets of Noah, but like in a blanket and his face his face being slightly detached and like leaning against the building. Which would so which would confirm that he's alive, but even though it's a deleted scene, I still think that he's probably alive. Which would mean he could later come, which shows that the guns are like very heroic and stuff because they didn't just like let him die. But also, it means he can come back later for more stuff with Adam Warlock, which I find, and maybe even Scarlet and Quicksilver, though that is very, very unlikely. But I find that interesting that he's probably still alive. Thirdly, uh, the Fantastic Four ca- casting moot casting rumours of, like, Margot Robbie and Adam Drive and stuff. That's apparently all gone, or at least those two are nearly definitely gone, and the rumours have been flying all over the place, because Marvel doesn't... because actors like those have been asking for very high money to play roles like that, but then, because Marvel will want to use them quite a lot, they don't want to pay them too high money, so, basically, it seems like loads of actors have been hired... And then just quit and stuff. But currently the top pick for anyone is Vanessa Kirby. She is the top runner for Susan Storm, The Invisible Woman. which And also, the director of the movie, I can't remember who it is, but, but she is the director's top pick for The Invisible Woman. So that's two things going for her. So she, Vanessa Kirby will probably be playing Invisible Woman. The last thing I want to say is that we've got some set photos from Deadpool 3, showing Deadpool and Wolverine in their classic costumes, which is awesome. 
and two, there's loads of rumours flying about uh, all over the place about it because it's going to be an MC and multiverse movie and it's whatever happens is going to be awesome because, yeah. But it seems like Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen are going to, are definitely going to return. Uh, all the like, cast of, or most of the very important Deadpool cast is probably going to return. And even the original X-Men cast from like the original X-Men movies, the 2000s ones, they're probably going to return as well. Which, that, just that in itself makes it sound awesome. This hasn't been like confirmed anything, but it's, there's been many rumours about the TVA, especially Miss Minutes and Mobius, might show up, because at the end of uh, Deadpool 2, Deadpool did time travel, playing with Cable's device, and in fact he would have created loads of variants and split timelines. And finally, a one pretty big rumour at the moment is that Deadpool is going to go to a universe where Magneto rules the Earth with like the X-Men as his soldiers and stuff. So basically it's going to be very similar to the House of M comic book, though probably without Scarlet Witch. And essentially it seems like it's going to end with a kind of endgame-ish moment, but with all the like, X-Men and class... Oh, also, it seems like Dead Daredevil and Elektra played by Ben Affleck and Jennifer Gardner in the, like, 2000s movie, are also go to the turn. So basically, it seems like it's just going to be a culmination of all of the non-MCU Marvel movies, with the exception of the Fantastic movie in, like, 2016 or something, which was terrible. If you've watched Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness... Then you may remember the universe called 838, where Doctor Strange and Wanda spent quite a lot of the movie in. While you may think that's the last time we're going to see that universe, you will probably be wrong, because it seems like it might be showing up quite a lot in the future of the MCU. Uh, because originally, there's, well, there's two post-credit scenes for Doctor Strange 2, which have now been, well, which didn't actually make it into the final film. One of them was Deadpool picking through the wreckage of a Baxter Foundation, just like looking it up down at all the dead bodies and stuff, which suggests which that 838 universe might return Deadpool 3. Though, so yeah, and that's more Deadpool 3 news. And the other one was going to be a figure watching what was happening, like the replay footage of all of the things at the back foundation of Wanda murdering all of the Illuminati members and stretching the hand and turning it off to show that it was Reed Richards, suggesting that somehow he had returned. Marvel didn't include either of these to just I well, I'm not really sure I but I think to leave it ambiguous. But there's quite a few rumors about eight three eight or at least different universes popping up in shows and more, more importantly, movies, we wouldn't really expect them, hence because this saga is called the Multiverse Saga. Of the, uh, oh, after the movie came out, even before like all of this news of a post-credit scene with Reed Richards and stuff, there was a very interesting theory, which I personally think is correct, about why the Illuminati just, like, confronted Wanda face-to-face, and why Reed Richards said what he did, etc, etc. It's basically 
of the only member of the Illuminati who didn't fight and the only one who wasn't killed by Scarlet Witch was Baron Mordo. And being Sorcerer Supreme in that universe, Baron Mordo should have been in possession of a Time Stone because we know that Thanos didn't get it because we saw Thanos dead. So as a result, I and many people think that after Wanda Doctor Strange left, Mordo like, came back up and used a Time Stone to resurrect all of his all of his teammates so that they are actually all alive still and can return in future movies. Furthermore, there was an unfilled council seat on the Illuminati kind of like council room and many people think this belongs to Superior Iron Man because in the movie we saw that there were Ultron bots which suggested Iron Man successfully created uh, Ultron basically as a defensive program and also many people like theorize about superior or oh, heard rumors of or well, created rumors of superior Iron Man being in the film before it even came out and with the 838 Kevin Feige did do fan service so just putting John Krasinski, uh, Krasinski in the film as Mr. Fantastic so it's likely that we'll be seeing the 838 in the future, be it in Deadpool 3, where we might be seeing lots of different universes, or, perhaps most importantly, in Secret Wars. For a little bit of comic book like reference, kind of, in Secret Wars, it's, it started because there's only two universes left. The MCU 6, well, I mean, the comic book 616 and the comic, comic book 1610. So those are the last two universes, and then the whole universe, and then like the whole multiverse was destroyed in Doctor Doom rebuilt, etc. But it is possible that for the movie, the two universes, which will be the last ones left, will be the MCU six one six, and then also the MCU eight three eight. And if these kind of were merged after Secret Wars has been resolved and stuff, it would give a reason for having like more mutants or. Like, well, basically, after Secret Wars, Marvel may be doing a soft reboot, reboot stuff, and we know there are mutants in the MCU that could provide a premise for why there were more mutants and stuff. Basically, the cameos in Doctor Strange Motion of Madness and the death scenes, which many kind of people think of as stupid, but I think was a brilliant display of Wanda's power, could basically be important as it's likely that those characters will return in the future and play a bigger role in future movies. Thank you for listening to the Daily Bugle podcast and please be sure to hit that subscribe button and ring that bell to receive notifications for our most recent posts. Our next episode is very likely to be a character review of Shirley and I don't see any reason why it won't be. That's all for today, true believers. To call myself beloved. To feel myself beloved on the earth.